It's normal when I do a podcast that I also do the introduction. But today's guest, Sterling Cooper, just does a much better job. So I'll let him do it. My name's Sterling Cooper. I'm an award-winning adult film star, former high-class male companion, and I'm here to help you transform your sex life. Good afternoon for me. Um, welcome to the David Watson podcast. It is the, uh, the evening for me here, David. Yeah, because I follow you on Instagram and you're in Dubai at the moment, aren't you? That is correct, yeah. I'm out, I'm out here. Uh, it's my first time in Dubai too. I'm out here ex- exploring it, being shown around by uh, one of my mates who's lived here for quite a while. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting place, man. I've never been to a, a city quite like Dubai. with sort of that balance between like the new world and but with like the old world, like Sharia law and, and you know, call to prayer and all kinds of stuff like that. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, I've only ever been to the airport on stop to en route to uh, Melbourne. Right, right. That makes so, sense. You know, like literally, they've landed. You got to get off the plane, walk all the way around, and come back on again. So, yeah. Well, it's 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 a, it's it's funny. It's a pretty strict place here in Dubai. Actually, you got you. Don't, it's one of those places where you don't want to. Uh, you want to be very careful. You're kind of following the rules because. Uh, yeah, but a Dubai prison is not a place you would ever want to end up. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the best way to look at it, actually. It is not a prison. You know what, and you know what's funny? You know what's funny? We actually, today, actually, today, no joke, there was, because my, my guy, he drove, he was, he was driving around and he caught this on camera. There was some guy in uh, near one of the malls here who was tripping on some kind of drug and he was running around butt naked, no joke, running around butt naked, like, <laughs> like harassing like Uber Eats drivers yep. on their moped. That, like, that, that never happens. Like, you'll see, he was saying, you'll, you might say that once every, like, five years. Something yeah. like that. Somebody is, like, you know, uh, kind of out of control like that. But that man is going to spend a very, very long time in a very, very bad place. <laughs> I, I say to people, like, um, that there's certain areas in this world that you don't want to get into trouble. Yeah. You, you yeah. just, you know, just, just don't because... Once you go through that gate and it clinks, you're in a, a world you didn't think existed except in fantasy films. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I don't think people even realise how bad it, 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 the Dubai jail would actually end up. Uh, well, yeah. The other thing as well is I think people will, will listen to somebody like a David Goggins and think, I'd be all right in that situation. It's like, no, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You're from the West. You have no idea no. what hardship is like. <laughs> and you've got no idea. They don't play by the rules. Uh, you know, there's no like human rights and stuff in, in, in a Dubai prison. I think yeah, and you'd realize that day one. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's it. And for a world of pain. One of the, the reasons I reached out to you is because I, I actually know you for YouTube. Yep. And from things like Fresh and Fit, from seeing you on Fresh and Fit um, and, and like various other podcasts. Um, but it's, I'm not even sure kind of how if like it normally like if I, when I'm doing a podcast with somebody I have a really good idea of how to describe them but <clears throat> if if I follow your YouTube channel there, there's you know you, you do genuine men's coaching you yep. in, you have one of the best introductions I've ever heard because you talk Thank about you. being you know a, a former adult industry film star um former escort and you're one of the reasons like I said is you, there's lots of people that in my opinion talk shit about what to do with women yep. but you're one of the few people that can genuinely say i got paid to do this for a living 
<laughs> yeah. To, to, not, not many people can say that either. No, no, but that that's a genuine thing, isn't it? And and one of the reasons that makes me curious or that I find fascinating is like literally, no pun intended, I just wouldn't have the balls to do that, right? <laughs> so I'm also interested in how you even got into it. But secondly, that because one of the things like I, I know because you, you have various websites now because you're doing um, like finance advice and, you know, um, but you also do like confidence for men in the bedroom and stuff to help yeah. men with women. And I'm obviously you have people like Fresh and Fit, Rich Cooper, Rolo Tomasi and that whole kind of red pill manosphere. And you kind of have your place in that. But again, you're like, hang on, guys, I'm sorry, but who's the guy that got paid to do this? <laughs> you know, hey, look, and I, I don't try to take anything away from what any of those guys are doing. They're all, no. they're all, they're all personal friends of mine. They all, and they all do their like their own little thing. Like they all give great advice. But uh, yeah, mine, which is kind of why my my advice is for the most part is really tailored to my area of expertise. Yeah. Because, yeah. but what I'm curious about is because I know a, a lot of men kind of act like they want to be a player. Mm. And like I'd 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 love to look all these hookup lines blah blah, but I actually don't believe that for a large majority of men what the percentage would be I wouldn't like to hedge my bets on, but I think most guys would just love to have a stable relationship where their wife loves them, or their girlfriend yes. loves them, <laughs> and they're not actually I, interested in trying to be a hookup, but they just don't know how well, to do it. Well, you know what I think. I'm going to slightly disagree with you here. I think what most men if they were, if they're totally honest what they would want is they want one total super loyal ride or die woman that they come home to every night sleep with that, you know, i mean like cuddle with yeah. wake up the next morning to and share a life with and then they would like to have a side piece or two to keep the variety you know and I, and be I, and be and be have the woman being totally okay with it that I, is, yeah i agree with that 100 percent, 100 percent. I'd be full of shit if I said that wasn't true. Do you know what I mean? If I lived in a culture where I could have a wife and everything's good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, don't forget Tuesday night, your side piece is coming. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Go, go, and, go and shave, yeah. trim your nails and all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know because what I mean? it's, it's because the whole, like the playboy lifestyle or whatever, or like the, just the, you know, in, in, incessant, like just constantly sleeping around with different women, it gets old after hmm. a while. Right. But everybody in that area says it does. Yes. And, but the thing is, because, because there's only so much like, once you've had sex a certain, with a certain number of people, it's like, okay, it's but like all women are basically going to push my, these same few buttons for me. Yeah. And the variety thing is not really, really there anymore. But what, what I see, at least from my, the friends I hang around with who are, who are kind of very, very high level playboys, but even for them, it's not, a, it's not about like, a not counting it's not about like just having sex anymore it's more about like getting women to fall in love with them and having yeah. lots of kind of mini relationships or like well well mini mini on his part but they're real lengthy relationships on her part yeah. but like having multiple women genuinely falling in love with you and that's kind of like the, that next level but i don't think many many guys ever get to it or many even think that's even possible no uh, i was gonna say because so I do coach, I, I, kind of, I work in care work and I coach as a, as a part-time business. And most of my clients, well, I have typically two types of clients. They're either high performers who just want 
somebody to bounce ideas off and some form of accountability. And mm. really, they're just waiting for me to... Basically, if I understand it, it's probably a good idea. If I don't understand it, how do I simplify it so he does? Right? Because yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? nine times out of ten, it's not my area of expertise. Or I'm dealing with guys who have just basically... Or women who've been destroyed in relationships. So it's about right. reteaching them self-esteem, boundaries, etc., etc. And why see like with the course the online courses like how to be with women like what these the red pill community does i think exceptionally well is getting guys to look because most of them focus on how to pick up women in boundaries and ignore the bit that you guys talk a lot about get your finances in order get your mm. jobs in order get your your health in order have a purpose yeah and you guys, if you, when anybody, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, no, if okay, you guys no. listen, if anybody actually spends the time to listen to more than five minutes of like an hour podcast with you guys, that's the mm. stuff you all actually prioritize and say, that's actually how you pull women. Cause they start yeah. thinking, well, who's this guy? Cause he's not giving exactly. me any attention. Yeah. And it's, it's also, it's also an age thing too. Like when you get to a certain age, you have to have your shit together. Yeah. I mean, like you could be, you could, you could be a charming, like okay, you could be a younger man, like you know, eighteen to like twenty-five, or whatever, and be just, and and get by with basically just being charming, right? <laughs> say, well put together, good looks, or or, or or you know, good sense of style, uh, fit and in shape, and then and generally charming, you'll get away. Like that will get you, you know, success. But beyond a certain age, when you get older, like women ex expect a man who's older, you know, thirty plus or whatever. To have his shit together. So if you don't have other areas of your life handled, in a woman's eyes, well, you're a bad investment. You know what I mean? But she, she can look at a younger guy who's like coming. She's like, okay, this guy has potential at least. You know, if I if I hitch my wagon to him, he's going somewhere. So okay, there is potential. Is, is, is the, the guy kind of look, a great? A guy, I can't get who told me this quote, but the quote was something like, "Women look at men the way men look at business investments." Yeah. It's like, what's the return on investment of this thing? Like, is it going up long term? Is it going down? Is it is it, is it all on the way down? Is it already like peaked and I'm buying somebody else's bags? Like, think about it that way. Yeah. And so, you, and you, you kind of have to be genuinely, like, objectively look at yourself and be like, okay, well, where am I kind of failing? Because there's all these different things we can focus on, and that's and where people's pain points in life, they tend to come from areas that they have failed to invest any time and energy into and they've let, let it lack and slide until the point where it's become a pain point. And for most men, that tends to be relationships with women because men can, most men can, can dive into a business and can dive into work and get lost in it and really absorb it and, and excel in it and maybe build a skill set or two. But then they'll leave all these other aspects of their life in, in the shitter. So like they won't hit the gym for several years. They'll get, they'll get out of shape. They'll lose, they'll lose touch with their family. They'll lose touch with their, with their network of friends. You know, and they'll neglect women, or they'll they'll they won't learn how to please their woman in the bedroom. For in, in the case of some of my yeah. customers, because you did a and so that's, um... that's where that's where I think you know guys can come into this kind of space from any from a numerous different angles, and it's really about like it. It sounds bad, but you kind of have to be able to fight to be able to fire all cylinders if you really want to live an exceptional life. Yeah. I mean, some guys and some guys want to live. A, re a regular, you know, nine to five life. That's what they're aspiring to because then maybe they've come from a much darker place, and that's totally fine too. But to, to get there, you got to you you've got to kind of level up on these different levels, on these different levers of your life, right? Get some leverage, 
make some make some moves in these different areas of your life. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in a rut, and you can't sit there and and say, "Oh, woe is me," and and uh, self pity your way out of it. You have the only way out of it is to take action. You have to sack up, understand this is this is your lot in life as a man. Men don't get handed things on a silver no. platter, despite what the mainstream narrative tells people these days. <laughs> like male privilege and all these kinds of things. I won't go into too much. Yeah, yeah, that, well, but... we can, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we've always, we, uh, we've also already, you know, we said like Fresh and Fit, Rolo Tomasi, Richard Cooper, all of that. Yeah. They've put much more out there than anything I could add to that. Do you know what I mean? Because exactly. those guys are spot on. I think Rich, Richard Cooper is probably one of the best I know in terms of They're balance. They're absolutely spot on. And it's, but with, compare, like, compare the life of, say, an 18-year-old man the life of an 18 year old woman an 18 year old woman she especially i mean i, I currently live in miami <laughs> an 18, a pretty 18 year old woman gets literally gets the world handed to her on a silver platter she gets yeah. every weekend she can be if she wanted to if she wants to these are the options presented to her without her having to really do anything except post a photo or two on instagram and be pretty is okay here come, come spend the weekend on my boat come to this party or this club and uh, join my bottle service completely for free. You don't pay for a damn thing. Yeah. Like go to this party, go to that party, network with these high net worth individuals, network with these people. Compare that to the average 18 year old bo- like boy, right? Not Who's basically, it's like him and his friends bumming around playing Call of Duty. Like uh, no one's <laughs> interested in his life. Really? Like no one's coming to, and the sooner that man realizes, okay, no one's coming to save me. I have to build like, and that's it's, it's the double-edged sword. It's the good part, in my opinion, of being a man is that you get to make it, you get to choose your life. You get to be and become whoever the hell you want. And that's kind of how I ended up where I am. I was like, I got to the point where I was like, what? Honestly, God, like I got to this point in my life where I was like, if I, if I woke up tomorrow, uh, I actually, I asked myself this, I had this period of my life where I asked myself this question for like 30 days straight. I said, if I woke up tomorrow and I died, what's the, the one thing I would regret having never done in my life? And for 30 days straight, my, the answer to that question was pornography, oddly <laughs> enough. But it, but I that's, this thought, you know? I, one and of the I hardest just, thing, I, sorry, because there's, there's you said something that's really fucking valid, is when I'm coaching people, one of the things I try and drum into him, you have to be fucking honest about what you want. Yeah. Because if you're not, if you can't sit there and say, I want to be fucking, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be famous, or I just want to have a dog, do you know what I mean? If, it yeah. doesn't matter what the rest of them think. If you can't be honest inside about what you want, nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen for you. And, and you shouldn't be ashamed of what you want either. No, definitely. Which, is, which, I, think, which I think holds a lot of men back. They're like, they, they, okay, they want, like, like I said at the very beginning of this, like, okay, they, they want a, a one loving, loyal woman and they want some, some side yeah. pieces. <laughs> but most men will not admit, they, they'll, like, deep down, that's what they want, but they yeah. won't outwardly admit that because they feel, they'll feel shame in admitting that. Because that's a, that's a kind be of like... Be, be honest, be real about it. You know, because yeah. I was going to ask you, how did you get into the industry? But actually, that's the point, isn't it? People will look at you where you are today, but then mm. they miss the fact that, no... However many years ago it was, you asked yourself every day for 30 days, what do I want to do? And it came up, I want to work in porn. Right. So I guess you went, well, you better go and do it then. It was a bit, I mean, it was a bit more complicated. I can go into a a bit more of of detail if you like, because there's a bit more to the story. So, because I'd actually been, well, let's go go right back. Because I, before I did porn, I did escorting. Yeah. So I, 
Well, it, that's legal in Australia, or at least decriminalized in Australia. So you know, no one's going to jail for it. Um, yeah, so basically what actually happened in my mid-20s, I ended up getting into the swingers scene as a single guy, which is very hard to do. Like I, yeah. I dumbed my way into that scene and ended up getting invited to a few parties and things. And at these parties, I would meet these young ladies. And over the, over the this is several years in the process, I met a few women who were escorts themselves during that time period. And every time there was multiple instances of this over the course of a couple of years, women would be like, you should try escorting. You'd be pretty good at this. And this was coming from women in the profession. Yeah. I thought, I thought nothing of it at the first go. And then the, then the second woman said it and then the third and then the fourth. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe I should actually give this a crack. So I gave it a crack and I did I was doing, I did quite well. And then through that, because the, the Australian sex work scene is very small. It's not a big country. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a big country, but not many people, I should say. And so there's a small network and you all kind of know each other. And then once I was in that side of the industry, a lot of escorts in Australia also do porn in the, the, the few small hobby uh, companies there are in Australia to kind of signal boost themselves, yeah. like kind of like advertising, just to get the name out. And so... I had made connections with a few girls in on that side of the industry as well. And they, they said the same thing to me. They said, you should try porn. You'd be pretty good at it. And then what had happened was I was going, I, I had a close family member who was, who was passing away from cancer. And when, when someone's dying of cancer, it's not the same as, you know, you're losing a loved one from like a car crash where it's, no. it's so it's sudden and it's shocking and it's gone. But when someone's dying from cancer, it's just like this long drawn out, process and you're constantly thinking about death whenever you whenever you're remembering them and thinking about them and, and interacting with them it's like death's inevitable death's inevitable right and so that's when i sat down well not sat down rather but that's when for 30 days straight i asked myself this question every morning like what would i do if i if i, if I died tomorrow what would i regret having ever done and yeah porn was the answer for whatever reason that <laughs> i don't know i'm not going to sit there and pretend like i know why that was my purpose but look, it, it, look i'm not i'm not i'm not going to sit here and pretend i'm a religious guy but i've ended up in this situation now after that time after learning all those skills and applying that in, yeah. in you know in a bedroom being paid as an escort to please wealthy businesswomen and then being paid in porn to to you know do the do the deed on camera under high pressure situations and i've come out the end of that and now i'm able to because of my experience, I'm able to help a bunch of men, regular guys who yeah. are having problems in relationships, who are having problems in their life. It was, and this is a really big pain point for a lot of men. And oh, no massively. one's talking about it. No massive. one's teaching it. No one knows how to teach it. But, but And then I've like found myself in this, it's become, in a space, become very serendipitous. You know, so if, if I want, it's, it's almost enough to make one think, believe in God. But I've had friends. Uh, I've had a friend. <laughs> but why not? Because that's, that's what me. I He's meant like, at the beginning. Doing God's is, work. There's lots of guys that can teach pickup lines, how you know, yeah. and and fake confidence with women in a bar, right? So look, you and I are talking. I reached out to you. I, I've got a podcast. I'm not famous. I don't know fucking anyone. So my confidence is just, if I can get you here, I'll figure out a way we can talk. I'm confident yeah, enough yeah. to do that. So I can go into any bar, I'm 47 years old, so you know, some of my options are more limited than they once were. But I've still got my hair. I'm still in pretty good shape. If it's about just going to talk to women, I'm as good as the next guy. 
Can I get them all into the bedroom and do I know what I'm doing? No, not fucking really. Otherwise, I wouldn't be single. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, you're right. There are these pain points that people don't talk about. And I think mm. actually where I might have discovered you, I think her name on YouTube is Non Lever Girl or something. And I think she was a stripper. Yes, yes, yes. And you guys had some really good long conversations because she's probably one of the most honest women I've ever seen on YouTube talking about she female is, fantasies. Yes. And you two, I, I can't, it must have been a couple of years ago. I don't, don't quote me. It was about a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. You guys had a really good conversation. And, and I was just like, well, somebody should have told me this 20 years ago. <laughs> I, mate, I've had that. I've had that I, get, I get emails every day from guys. Yeah. Because like, testimonials guys say to me. And that exact sentence, I wish someone had told me this 20 years ago. I've read that about it half a dozen times at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you had had a quid for every time you heard that, you'd be richer than you are now. You know, so. it's, it's, and, and, and you're right when you say she's extremely like, she's very um, self-aware. Yeah. Probably the great, Amazingly self-aware. YouTube channel. And, and that's why we had a great conversation because I'm, I, it's, it's kind of funny when people, because I, I like to think of what I teach as no bullshit sex education for men. Okay. Well, just <laughs> watch that fresh and fit from the other day when you talked about squirting. <laughs> and you got that exactly. girl holding up her hand. <laughs> you know? but, but it is, yeah. do you do what I mean? That, 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 but men need to know that. No one's teaching them that. Like, no, they don't. You go through high school and, and what do you get? What do you talk? Okay, wear, wear a condom and this is the period and that's it. Good luck. Go out. Yeah. And, and I'm, not saying, you know, I'm not saying I should be teaching in schools or anything like that because what I teach is for adults, which is obvious. Yeah. But there's there's such a lack of you know knowledge and information on this topic, and in particular, like in a way that's not airy fairy and fluff. Because what you'll get in like a cosmopolitan article, or you know, you know, like a Playboy magazine, <laughs> it's just or, bullshit. Like this, it's bullshit. Because and I know it's bullshit because it's written by some fucking intern, yeah, who's being paid ten dollars an hour, who has no idea on the topic. And he's just required to fill a page yeah. on a, a goddamn magazine. He's possibly and still a virgin. Right. So what does he do? He looks at the last, like, the other magazines and what they've written, and he just reorders the damn thing. And it's all yeah. the same bullshit. Yeah. It's like, it's bullshit advice like this that really gets me fired up and angry. It's like stuff, it's stuff like, oh, do the, do the dishes for your lover and she will give you a blowjob. Like, no, that has never worked on the, in the, on the history of the planet Earth. There's yeah. a reason why, like, if that worked, then men wouldn't be kind of like bitching and complaining about the relationships and being in sexual relationships if that no. actually worked, which it clearly doesn't. Because I'm sure there's people, there's men listening to this right now who are in a, in a relationship or a long-term marriage, a partnership or whatever. And like, you know, and they have a right. chores list. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and he's not getting his dick sucked. No. <laughs> it's like, well, there's the problem. Because <laughs> there's that but thing, I isn't it? I come at this stuff from a bit more honest of an angle, I think. Well, because there is that thing, isn't there? The... Um, and it's an old cliche, again, which I think is often misunderstood, like most cliches. That treat and mean, keep them keen, didn't mean ignore them. It meant boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> it meant you should be focused yeah. on you and not distracted by every girl that, you know, comes along. Yeah. And when you're with one girl, there should be rules, there should be boundaries. But it should be focused yeah. because you have things to do. Yeah. Not be a lapdog. Uh and and surface service no. every single emotion and problem and everything that she has you're not a concierge service you're supposed to be a guy <laughs> go out and do something well i look at it like i look at the bedroom as like a small micro like a microcosm of the relationship yeah at large 
And more importantly, it, through my experience and through the experience of guys that I coached, it's also the bedroom's also this way, this place where you can kind of start to correct the relationship dynamic. And it, and let me elaborate on what I mean by that because I fundamentally believe that men should be, you know, lead, the leaders in a relationship yeah. and in the bedroom. And so, but what happens is most guys get into these days are in relationships that they consider to be 50 50 equal partnership relationships. Yeah, I've made which that mistake. Actually, which actually means that it's a, a woman, a female led relationship because there is no yeah. 50 50 relationship. No, no, I've, I've I made that care. mistake. I'll, I'll be honest oh, yeah. about it. I've made that mistake. Yeah, I, I think we I think we all have at some point, you know. And once you realize that there's no such thing as, a, as an actual 50-50 relationship, there's always somebody who is kind of leading and taking charge yeah. and making more decisions and, and being in control. Okay, well, I, I personally believe, and, and it, like, you know, the experiences of, of me and my, my, my colleagues and my students bears witness to this, that when the man's in charge, things tend to go, everyone tends to be happier when the man is leading with intent and with confidence and with purpose. That's important. Yeah. He, he has to have a clear vision of what he wants in a relationship, right? Likewise, in the bedroom, when the man is leading things, take like maybe being bold, maybe taking—I mean, I don't want to say taking risks, but being bold at least, being being assertive yeah, in a consensual way, obviously, being confident. It's a more magical, passionate experience rather than him being passive and being the opposite of that, right? Him being passive, yeah. him being timid, him being insecure, him being him lacking uh, lacking confidence, not knowing what to do, being unsure of what to do. That's that's a, typically a very very bad sexual experience for, people, yeah. for both the man and the woman. So it's better. It's always it's better for everybody involved. Not only am I helping dudes in the bedroom, I'm actually helping their partners have a well, better time. Because I do see that on your Instagram stories. I follow you on Instagram as well, and you. The, you do put up testimonials where guys are like, "Yeah, my relationship is great." Do you know what I mean? And they yeah. actually say, you know, yeah. done some of the things you said with the wife, behaved differently, acted yeah. differently. You know, my wife yeah. thinks it's the second honeymoon. Yeah, that's it, and that's and that's what guys that's, that's what guys are kind of missing. They miss they, they yeah. miss that that honeymoon period where the sex is just amazing. You're both tearing each other's clothes off, and it goes away. And they wonder why it goes away, and it's because you stopped acting and, and behaving in a certain way with that with that passion. Is that sounds very generic, but a lot of that comes down to and one of the biggest. Um, kind of lessons I teach guys when it comes to say performance anxiety, right? Yeah. That's, that's a pretty big common, that's a pretty big problem nowadays actually with the advent, with the advent of, of like high definition streaming pornography at your fingertips. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes, especially younger dudes, especially a lot of younger guys who are suffering from, you know, basically performance anxiety or erectile problems. And one, there are many different causes for that. But one of the easiest fixes for that that I teach guys is what I, what I like to call the selfish pervert frame. So guys can get sort of stuck in their head when it comes to, to you know, getting the old boy up in the bedroom. And a lot of the times they get stuck in their head because they're worried about her. They're worried about pleasing her. They're worried about impressing her. They're like, oh, what is she going to think of me? Am I as good as her last lover? You know, uh, is she going to laugh about me behind uh, my yeah. back to her girlfriend? Like shit, like this. You know, and it's it, it's a it's a classic like mental example of like if I teach if I tell you not to think of an elephant, what's the first thing you think of? It's going to be an exactly elephant. Exactly that. Right? Yeah. 
and so where your where your thoughts are, uh, where you're focusing your thoughts is where the energy is going to be going, right? So if you're thinking about all these negative things of, that are very low self-esteem, low self-confidence, oh, I'm not as good as the last boyfriend. I'm, I'm, I hope I impress her. Blah blah blah. Trying to please her, basically, putting her on a pedestal, trying and trying so hard to for, for trying to desperately have this outcome. Well, of course, the old boy downstairs isn't going to start working because you're triggering a fight or flight response which makes the blood go the other way. Yeah. Whereas I teach guys, if they're in that situation, I teach them this thing called the selfish pervert frame, which is kind of a place to come from in the bedroom. And it's, it's a combination of being both perverted and selfish, right? It's not just being selfish entirely. Because if you were just selfish, you'd, you'd just you know, bust a nut in 30 seconds and you'd be done, yeah. right? But you, you combine that kind of selfishness with a degree of perversion. And what it, what it comes to is, thinking of her, of her as like the, the outlet for your sexual lust. She's like your, your sexual muse and you're going you're gonna to enjoy her in all the different little pervertible ways that you want to do. You're going to have fun how you want to have fun and she's along for the ride. And obviously, again, I'm, you know, I don't know how big your audience is, but I'm just saying this is obviously done consensually. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah let's mind, just stress. It's consensual sex we're talking about, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of hate that I have to say that again and again in the same age. Like you say, we're in a strange world, though, aren't we? It is a bit strange. But when you come at sex from that frame of mind, the frame of mind of I'm gonna gonna get mine and do things that I enjoy, and you are the lucky girl who gets to go along for the ride. That selfish pervert frame of mind. What it does is it. it the biggest thing it does is it takes. Your, fo- your mental focus off of yourself yeah, and it puts it on the beautiful woman that's in front of you and it's it allows like the old boy downstairs to rise to the occasion. But you just, I mean, you said a really good line there where you imagine her as your muse. So she, yeah. she, she is the reason you're going to be good because that's yes. the person you're going to please by actually pleasing yourself. So it's, it's exactly. a great frame it's, to come at it from. It's a, it's a little mental mind fuck that you do yeah. with yourself, but it, it gets you where you need to go uh, mentally because that, that's, that, that's the biggest hurdle for a lot of guys in the bedroom. It's actually, it's actually less the physical stuff and more the mental stuff. Although there are a whole bunch of physical things, like a lot of different biohacks that I teach, a lot of different physical yeah. components of being good in the bedroom as well. And, you know, having the, what I, I like to call like tools in your toolkit, like knowing, knowing how to make a girl squirt, knowing how to pull a girl's yeah. hair properly, knowing how to, how, to, how to choke a girl properly and, in a way that's enjoyable. I've seen, I've seen that clip, actually. Causing damage. Yeah. So these are all different things that guys can learn as well. But the, the foundation of it all is this mindset of she's along for the ride and, and, I'm, and she's going to have a great time, but I'm in charge of this roller coaster. Because one of the things, like, um, with, with a lot of the videos I've seen with you do, that, that I think is a real big problem for men, and I've seen you discuss this a lot just on your on your own channel and and with non-level life and and on other podcasts um i think it, have you been on roommates as well no i haven't been on no well who did i why have i seen you one that was like that anyway don't matter but the as you talk about men understanding the difference like women are emotional you've got to mm. stop trying to fix everything like it's an ikea fucking cupboard <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you've got to understand that she's emotional and that's the, the area you've got to come from. Yes. And that's, the, and that's, your, and that's actually your biggest friend mm. in the bedroom too. Because 
you know, there's, okay, like I can teach guys all these different like technical things. And I do, like I said, like, yeah. you know, how to do this properly, how to do that properly, how to, how to change a basic sex position so you're, you're angry about it. You know what men are like? They think it's like um, FIFA. And if I, if I just press these buttons yeah. in this order, yeah. in this exact order, yes. that, that'll work. And it's yes. like, no, that's not what we're saying, guys. You've got to do it from an emotional no. point of view. Not f- tap three times, yeah. move left three times, <laughs> tap two times. Like all those things are important, but the underlying foundation of it all is where do you take her emotionally? Because I, like, I could take a woman and just give her basic missionary position sex, but with... All the, with my eye contact, with the things I'm whispering in her ear, with the way I'm like touching her, the, like my tonality. There's all these different things I can layer in, which change the emotion from being plain, regular, boring sex to being extremely intense, passionate sex. Yeah. And one of the biggest tools in your in your toolkit is your voice. And a lot of guys are too shy to dirty talk in the bedroom these days as well. And I I, I teach guys how to do that as well. And you can do so much when you play with that part of her, when you play with her emotions in, in that way, with it, when you play with her mind in that way. I, look, I like to look at it like this. Like you're kind of like kicking her out of the driver's seat of her own brain and you're taking control of the real wheel and you take it where you want it to go. And, you, and that helps her get off much easier for a start. And it makes it, you make it a far more emotional experience which is a memorable experience which is also an experience she wants to have again yeah you know think of it like this way if, if think of it like like a flat road versus an up and down roller coaster she wants the roller coaster women want that roller coaster this is why they get they get they get bored and leave guys who are reliable dependable and more importantly predictable is because there's no emotion Women, women not, not only they like the positive, but they also like the negative. Yeah, this is something that most guys don't understand. They, they need the up as much and the down just as much. And I don't mean you know go out and make her cry deliberately or anything like that. But what I mean is you don't don't be afraid of her like getting pissed at you or getting angry at you or you saying something that might offend her or might upset her or whatever like that just the, the very fact that you said it and you're unflinching and unwavering about it is the important part because she's going to go up, she's going to come down, she's going to go up, come down. As long as she's doing that, it's fine. As long as she's not just going straight along and it's this boring, mundane experience for her, then she's going to stick around. You know, that's the classic thing of, you know, people will say, and this is, a, I don't want to use this as, as like a, a um, an example for anyone to emulate, but people people often say, "Well, why why would a woman stick around with an abusive husband?" For example, that, that is why though, because he's not boring. Yeah, he is sure as hell not boring. Now that is not a healthy relationship. I'm not saying you should go out and do that, but compare that guy to the to the you know reliable, dependable, average average bloke who doesn't Wednesday nights date night, like Friday nights fish and chip night, like we're doing the exact same shit every day. Like him, she, she's going to leave him, but she ain't leaving. They don't leave the dude who's super abusive purely because it's of all these emotional spikes. Now you can give her those spikes without being abusive. You can be a a gentleman, a nice, a, like a genuinely nice guy, well-meaning guy with good values, mm. and you can still give women this emotional role. Which that, they want. that kind of comes back to the, the true meaning behind the keeper mean treating keen. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, like I said, no, you don't be a concierge service. It's just like, no, this is what I'm doing. 
Oh, well, I had this planned. Well, I'm not going. That's, that's not what I had planned, so I'm doing this. You know, and, and I know it's far more complicated than that. Um, but yeah. you say that, there was a guy, I'm not going to say his name in case he's listening, I don't want to blow his ego up anymore. But <laughs> when I was much younger, I, I swear to you, any, any room this guy walked in, right, and, and we'd hang around in groups of, say, five or six, he'd slept with more women than all of us combined. Right. And he was also the biggest arsehole in the room. <laughs> and you're spot on. The, there was a reason why, because we were the ones that were all nice, polite, you know, and you hit the nail on that. Predictable. You knew it's exactly what you. Whereas he was a yeah. roller coaster. He might turn up. He might not turn up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean if he did turn yeah. up, he'll yeah. change his mind on the location he wanted to go to. Yeah. Because here's, here's another thing. Because women need that. Like I said, they need the up and the down of the emotional roller coaster, yeah. right? Women love drama. And here's the thing: she, she's going to create the drama if you don't create it. Yes. Right? How many guys have been in, uh, uh, get into relationships yeah. and it's, it's all great at the start, it's happy and it's fun. And then all, and then for no reason, she just starts nagging and creating fights and creating all this drama. And you're not, and you're like, I just, as a guy, right? You just want, I just want this goddamn car to just keep going straight. I want constant <laughs> happy emotions all the time. Can we just keep this thing straight? And she's like, that's me no, in a nutshell, going, mate. No, we're going, we're going to go this way. We're going to go that way. We're going to make some drama because they need it. Yeah. It's part of their DNA, right? So she's going to create it, whether whether you like it or not. So you might as well be the one in charge of the roller coaster because otherwise she's going to take it. I would much rather be the one like consciously aware of when the drama is going to happen because I'm the one starting it <laughs> rather than letting her control it. It's simple. And it, it sounds, it, that might sound like a bit... Uh, it's like you say... Understanding female nature. Yeah, it's, it's, it, the reason it sounds counterintuitive is because it's everything we've not been taught to do. In fact, Absolutely. it's everything we've been told that's wrong. But if I remember my, my granddad, who, you know, I mean, I've no idea how old he'd be now, but he was 67 in 1982. Well, he, he grew up in Dublin, Ireland. Do you know what I mean? And I remember him very well. Um, but I also remember conversations about how he, how he was in the house and mm. how he was with my nan and how he was with the kids and... In the nicest way possible, he provided entirely for his family, but then also did what he wanted. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? Like you said, he controlled every aspect of what was going on. Yeah. Look, and what, look, why shouldn't he? Why, honestly, why shouldn't he? Yeah. It's, it's his house. He's, like you said, he's providing for his family. Why? The, it's his goddamn house. Why shouldn't he do what the hell he wants? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the way I look at it. And I think a lot of men have taken this, they've kind of taken this sort of backseat in society nowadays where they, they feel like they don't have any agency. Well, they're not taking agency over their own damn life. Yeah, I, I, and, yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, part of that, a small group of guys who are trying to put put dudes back on track. I think. No, you're right. I mean, like I said, when I'm coaching, I do. I kind of coach probably a good fifty-fifty of men and women, but the men mm. are the most confused and the most destroyed. And and I went through this yeah. with my own therapist, Caroline. Uh, I'll shout her out, Caroline Canfield. That I always do. And a few years with her, and I, I suddenly realised it's like, fuck. It had nothing to do with them. It was everything I'd placed in their hands based on what I thought was doing the right thing and never actually focusing on me and just getting on with my life, doing my thing. And that's that's another big thing is men will screw themselves up, screw their own life up, get themselves into a mess because of one thing, because they're going through life expecting women to be something that they're not. A lot of men who've been 
in my in my opinion, told a lie. They've been they've been raised to believe that women and men are exactly the same, and we we think exactly the same, and we, we respond the same way logically, the same way, the same degree logically, to the same degree emotionally. We have the same needs and drives and emotion, etc. And it's complete lie. Bullshit. Like we are we are different, yeah. and that is okay. Tiger got stripes. Stop expecting a tiger to be something it's not, and and you will be, you won't get eaten. Yeah. Right. So you should you stop expecting a woman to be something she's not. Then you it's it's very easy to love them. It's very easy to get to to, to enjoy them in your life. But the 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 conflict become, comes when you have this expectation of reality, of which which in my if I I put a lot of the blame on you know like. Disney movies, Hallmark movies, yes. romantic comedies, uh, like sitcoms like Friends and, and crap yeah. like that. You've been taught this your whole life that this yeah. is the way that women react and uh, women are supposed to be. And then reality is telling, is showing you something completely different. And that's there's a conflict there. So you, you should discard the bullshit programming and just accept reality for what it is. And then learn to navigate in reality based upon what it is. Because if, you know, if I know that there's gravity, <laughs> I'm not going to get angry every time I drop a cup and it smashes on the floor. But if I, if, I, if I walk around thinking that, no, things float in the air. I see on television, things float in the air. They, they, everything, friends said that things, things float in the air. Uh, Harry Met Sally things that th- said that things float in the air. And then every time I drop my cup, it smashes, I'm getting pissed. Like, well, of course, because you're ignoring reality. This is yeah. just the nature of how men and women are. No, it's true. Um, also, because um, obviously there is the, um, the sterlingcooper.com, your website where people can find your courses and yes. reach out to you and everything like that. Before, I don't want to take up too much of your time, um, and I want to move off this subject because... I've just got too many questions about it and it's not supposed to be a self-help se- uh, session for myself. Um, but could we go on to, cause you're doing hustlers university as well now, aren't you? You've teamed yeah, up yeah, with I've, a few, couple of other guys. Yeah. I've seen it, I've seen it with my good friends, uh, uh, the Tate brothers who've put together. And it's like, and it's, it's, the good thing about the, the interesting thing about this hustlers university is it's not even like really there. Like they put it all together. Does that make sense? Yes. The guys that are inside, Hustlers University teaching all these different lessons and lectures, right? That they've gathered together a bunch of dudes who are, for example, like the guy who teaches copywriting has made his money from copywriting. The guy who teaches affiliate marketing has made his money from affiliate marketing. The guy who teaches freelancing has made his money doing that way. And the guy who's a trader, et cetera, et cetera. So when guys go into this uh, course, they go into Hustlers University, they're actually d- directed into a certain field or under a certain professor based upon their interests and what they want to learn and how they want to, what skills they want to pick up and they can, and they can learn from multiple professors, but it's, it's really a well put together thing. And so, yeah, I, I, I promote it because it's, it's the skills, the skills that have allowed me to, to grow my business and my brand, are the same kind of skills that get taught by these, because I know these professors, the same kind of skills. So I know that like, all these things have worked for me. So I know that this is how you can learn to email marketing properly. This is how you can, in my case, grow a YouTube channel properly. This yeah. is how you can network properly, do, do affiliate marketing. This is how you can buy and trade crypto properly, which I've, which I've 
spent last couple of years doing myself. And we're at this point right now, we're in this weird point, you know, 2022, like we've been through a couple of years of two weeks, a couple of years of two weeks to slow, to slow the spread. Uh, <laughs> and the world, the world's changing, the world's changing, man. And you, 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 we get to the, we're getting to a point where people have to, especially men have to start developing levels of freedom and money is the most important level because money can basically buy to a degree at least buy freedom in all the other other areas of your life you know location location freedom and time freedom being the two most important ones so all these skills that they teach in hustlers university are really skills that you can you can apply and use anywhere in the world so it makes you mobile it gives you the ability to earn income mobily and scale that income and not be tied down and and dependent upon like one government or one yeah. or one job or one company and i think, I think that, that's what young guys really need to hear these days because you know people like i went to university so i know <laughs> like, chemistry degree. I, I have a chemistry i have a chemistry degree yeah <laughs> Using that a lot now, uh, but that's that was like, you know four years of of, of four years and the forget forget the the, the debt yeah. for even a second. The fact that I didn't use the use degree anymore, I used it for maybe a couple of years, and and got that out of it. The, the the real problem is that I spent four years in my early twenties, yeah, which are when you have the most energy and you just you just have this. Oh, focus and hustle you can direct it at anything and i directed it at a piece of paper you know mm. instead of like okay let's build these different skill sets which i can then monetize and build my financial independence i had to learn all these skill sets later in life you know and luckily i did otherwise i wouldn't you know wouldn't be here in dubai right now for example yeah <laughs> but that's that's what right now i'm, I'm yeah i'm part of the tape brothers and I'm, I'm promoting that stuff on my twitter uh, and my instagram a lot yeah no, because it, it is important. Because, like I said, I mean, I'm incredibly late to, late to the game. I'm 47, but the the lockdown has has done something that made lots of us move online and move mm. away from the traditional way we thought we had to do things. Yep. You know, it, it's like you know, I, I talk about mental health every single day on Instagram and TikTok. But for some reason, TikTok blew up for me with one minute mm. videos, and I've got 10,000 followers. The same videos go on Facebook, on Instagram, a few hundred. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's, it's weird, but it's exactly the same content. But all I did was just, okay, I'll just throw my, my, my hat in, you know, my keys in the hat and see, see what comes up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It just, and like you say, now, like, you know, because I work in healthcare, so everyone's like, well, we need to see your vaccination passports. We need to see these, and you know. Mm-hmm. And for different reasons, I'm not into mandatory vaccinations, but I work with vulnerable people, so I have my jabs. But mm-hmm. I'm also now having to prove that to keep my job. And you're just like, and I was talking to a boss today. It's like, do you really think I want to stay in this industry now? I've yeah. been doing it for 16 years at a very successful level doing head injury rehabilitation. Do you now think I want to stay? Mm-hmm. And I'm allowed to stay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and like, like I said, all of those things that, I was taught as a kid about how you work, where you go, what you do. I'm coaching everyone to do the opposite. It's just like, look, yeah. you, you, all you need is some sort of job that pays, pays the bills and then focus on some, something online, some sort of hustle. It doesn't, yeah. preferably something you enjoy doing. 
you know, just because, or that doesn't stress you out when you put 20 hours into it. Because yeah, you've no you, reason not to be uh, employed by somebody on the other side of the world now. Yeah, I wouldn't even say something you enjoy doing. I'd say something you have energy for. Yeah, yeah that'd be a, a better way of putting it, definitely. Because it doesn't exhaust you. Like you said, spending 20 hours on it. Like, yeah. You know, that wouldn't exhaust you. It would keep you focused or give you energy. Because you'll, you'll, you'll start to, when you start making money, you'll start to love it. Uh, no matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and this is the thing, because I, I was uh, talking to somebody uh, on, on a, just, just to give you some quick background. In, in my late 20s, I contemplated committing suicide. And, and I very nearly did it, just didn't at the last minute sort of thing. But I was talking to somebody about, she, she was asking me how I got into that. How did I get into that mindset in that place? And mm. I was talking about the fact that in like in like the nineties and the noughties, you couldn't. There was a fear about class and where you belonged. So I wouldn't walk into a financial advisor and ask questions. Mm. So I didn't even know what questions I should be asking. Whereas yeah. in twenty twenty two, you can type anything into Google, find anything on any social media, anything on YouTube, and nobody has an excuse now. When I when I see yeah. eighteen, like sixteen, seventeen, all of that, twenty year olds moaning, it's like you've no fucking idea, mate. That the world yeah. is an oyster that <laughs> never existed before. <laughs> you know yes, because you you've can got access to every, any bit of information you want. Yeah, and and here's the thing, right? And this this is living proof of it. I've never met you before. Never met you in person. I sent you an email last week. You replied mm. while you were in Miami, and I'm talking to you today while you're in Dubai. So don't tell me you can't do things all around the world just by hitting people up. Because <laughs> you and I are doing it right it. now, and I'm some guy you've never met. That's, <laughs> <clears throat> that's how I got my. That's honestly how I got my first gig in uh, in, in porn was was by was by tracking by using my like sleuthing skills, going through uh, like British websites and Twitter accounts and things, finding a director's email and then pitching him by email. That's how I got into porn. Yeah. I mean that that that's you know what I mean. It's it's just it's trying to get people to take the blinkers off, yeah. and and just fire their shot. Get get ready for rejection. Get ready for not being noticed, and then just keep firing that shot. Something turns up. It might not be what you initially planned. It might not, but something turns up, and it always happens eventually. Mm. But only ha but it only happens if you actually put some effort into it. Yeah. You actually take action. Yeah, you, action. You, I think you know, is the most important people, people, thing. People want to sit around and, and, and oh, I saw a fantastic quote that I think, I can't remember whose Instagram it was on. But it was something like, uh, guys will uh, guys will talk about wanting to get rich and then spend all evening on their PS4. Yeah. That, you know, that, that's like exactly it. It's like, it's like that, okay, well, like you, what, is there, it, it, you need to be aligned, right? Here's what you want. Here's what you're doing. And yep. these two things like both heading in the same direction or are these two completely different parallel paths you know because uh, i say like, that <clears throat> it is fun it, it's fun to, it's fun to play ps4 and it's fun to play video games i played video games like in my 20s i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna say it, pretend yeah. it isn't. but it's but when when i figured out what i needed to spend time and focus and energy on well that shit went out the window real quick this, this is it more important this and i don't I do this in my videos and I do it when I'm coaching. I always say to people, imagine that person you want to be as if you were writing a character. Mm. It's that simple. Write it as a character. Everything they do, what they've got, what they're doing, whether it's 10 years, 15, 20 years from now, whatever it is. Now write down what you think their habits are. Mm. Then reverse engineer it to where you are today. 
Yep. That's really good. That's really, I like that. It's great advice. Like reverse reverse engineering is is a, is a really good skill set for anyone to, yeah. to to learn to deconstruct everything. Watch. Yep. Because if you can figure, if you can reverse engineer things, then you can you can do anything, literally anything. You just have to figure out like find the biggest for me like the biggest, I guess problem in I don't know like entrepreneurship or whatever you want to call it like, hmm. is figuring out like what you don't know that you don't know. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That piece, because you know what you know, and you know what you, you and you, there's bits that you know you don't know, but there's always a gap somewhere when you're learning a new skill or when you're driving, diving into a new field. There's this, this this chasm of things that you don't even know that you don't know, and figuring out those things is about learning to ask good questions to people who are experts in that field. Yeah. So that you can plug the plug the gap in your knowledge. Because when you and I were talking earlier, we were talking about problems in the bedroom and problems with men. When you refer to it as a pain point, I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, that that's something because we think we're steer we, we we just ignore it, but actually we're steering around it because we don't know what the problem is and it causes us pain. So we're yeah. like, I, I'm not going in that direction. Do you know? Yeah. What I mean? Instead of yeah. asking the question, why is that? Yeah, exactly. and and I love the way that that, that was said because you you. Because you're right, because you try and explain to people, you know, like, look, that the, the Hustlers University, that all, all you guys, and I don't want to oversimplify or insult anybody, you're just selling them as a blueprint. This is how we did it. Mm. These are the skills we used. It's basic. This is the formula. That's it. That's it. Everybody, it's, somebody it's like has done it already. <laughs> yeah. If someone else has done it, that's, that's, a beautiful, and that's a beautiful thing. It's like, if someone else has done it, then, it, okay, it... <laughs> There's a clear action path towards success. You just have to repeat it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. No. There's no point. I, I spent I spent my like twenties trying to reinvent the wheel on a bunch of things. That is not the way to go. People who, who people who are successful have found anyone who's successful has always looked at other people who are successful and tried to mirror and, and mimic yeah. their a degree of their success, at least, to find their way. So Humble so, yourself and learn from people who know more than you. Yeah, yeah, no, but that, that, that's exactly it, isn't it? That, that's how people, people, you, it's funny, like, because people for years have gone on about getting mentors, mm. which is just a way of saying, find somebody who knows more, more than you do about a subject. Yeah. But people Simple. put titles on it, write it yeah. on a blog, talk about it, write books on it, sell millions, and yeah. like, yeah, basically go and ask somebody you don't know about how did you get where you are and what do you do and what, what are the habits? Yeah. And being like a big, and don't, I'll, I'll, I'll say this as a guy who gets a lot of emails from people yeah. <laughs> you know, asking, me for, asking me for advice and things. Don't, don't ever cut. If someone has some value, like if someone's, you know, further ahead than you at something and you want to learn from them, like the worst, the worst thing you can do is trying, is trying to cut, try to take, their time and energy away from them and, and come at them with this, this attitude of like taking, 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 you want to try and find a, a way to give value with any, as best you can in any way, shape or yes. form. Cause like in a mentorship sort of part arrangement or relationship, rather the mentor is, is usually the losing party right? oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> cause he's giving up time and energy and someone else is learning a shit ton of really important information. Right. So finding a way to, to add value and two, being genuinely curious and not asking for like them to do the work for you. Because I get that all the time. I get so, I get so many guys me messaging me on Instagram, especially but anywhere else like, 
hey man, can you get me into porn? Well, for a start, the fact that you're asking the question that way, I already know you will fail <laughs> because you're not, ta- not, not taking any responsibility. Like, can I get you? No, can you get yourself into porn? Like, that's, yeah. that's a better, like, how did you do it? What's the step-by-step process that you use, Sterling? Yeah. That's a far better question than, hey, can you stake your entire reputation on the line, call up a director for me, say, hey, John, I don't know who this kid is, but he wants to shoot porn. Can you really, really shoot him? Like, how do you think this is going to work? Like, really? <laughs> how do you see this playing out in your mind when you ask somebody that, when you ask a guy like me yeah. that question? You know, it's, it's, they don't really think it multiple steps ahead yeah so i'm just going to finish with two two more things because um i I don't want to hold you up forever is the the first one is so a a common question is always what do people get wrong so i never ask that my thing is what do they do right in uh in 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 what context though well just so okay so what's the right way now I'm not going. To, I was about to say, what's the right way to reach out to you? That's not. I'm not going to ask you that. You get inundated, <laughs> you know. But what, what's the right way to if if like yeah okay. So what's the right way to get into porn? If the, if there's a young guy out there who's like, I can't keep masturbating to this stuff. I've got to be part of the industry. What's the right yeah. way to do it? <clears throat> the right way to do it is to, is to think of it like an actual business and take it seriously. And then going on what you said a second ago reverse engineer the process. That's exactly what I did. So I went as an example, a brief example of what I ended up doing was I, I figured out, okay, where, where's, where are all these people networking online? And it turns out all of the sex industry uses Twitter. Twitter is the biggest social media okay, I hub for, for, net, for sex workers because, because hardcore pornography is actually allowed on Twitter. It is, yeah. So we share like people post their scenes and studios post their scenes and stuff. So, Here's what I did. I was like, I, I, I was like, okay, well, this I figured out that this company shoots in Melbourne, Australia, for example. This was when I first started. I was like, okay, well, I'll go look at their Twitter page, huh? Or actually, no. First of all, I went went through the, the scenes they shot. I'm like, okay, who are these different models? Okay, let's write their names down. All right, now let's jump on. To, let's jump onto Twitter. Okay, well, here's the the Aussie ass was the name of the website. Like, here's their uh, here's their Twitter page. Let's see who they're following. Oh, they're following all these models. Okay, well, who else are they following? Who else would these people be interested in following? Okay, they're following other studios, big, big studios. That makes sense. Who's this guy? This guy, I don't recognize this guy. He's not an actress. He's not an actor. Who is he? Maybe he's important. Maybe he's someone worth knowing. Maybe he's a director if yeah. they're following him. You get what I'm saying? It's a little bit of yeah. like, so, like, like sleuthing to sort of figure this stuff out. But that's initiative. Right, that's why most guys can't get into this industry. This is not this. I'm very rare. This is actually, like, I'm about the only person I know who's got in this way. Other people tend to get in through through, like it's a, it's really an industry of like who you know. Yeah, it's, that's really again in a luck of like who you know. So I'm very and a real exception to the way I got into the industry. Most people. But that's probably the best girls. example though, isn't it? Because there's a lot of people that but just yeah, won't if, know anyone. Yeah, if I could do it, then that means it's repeatable. Yeah, because <laughs> I had I, I come from a. 3,000 person farming town in rural Western Australia. (laughs) And I made my way to like the biggest part of like the, the, the Mecca of the industry in Los Angeles, you know, and and shot there for, and been shooting there since 2017. That's like, if that's possible, then there's a hell of a lot. Like there's a lot of people who are probably an easier situation to be like, there's a giant porn scene in England, for example. Yeah. Which is really easy to crack into if I'm being perfectly honest. 
So, like, that's an example. No, 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 that's good because, do you know what I mean? Because people never focus on what, whenever I hear people talking, it's always what do people do wrong? Well, that, mm. and for, for men especially, that's not helpful because men no. need to be told what, get, what they do right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the way we think. It's like, we don't. Repeat successful actions. You want yeah. to repeat successful actions again and again. Yeah, yeah, that builds confidence, it builds self-esteem, it builds motivation, it moves you forward, it propels. So exactly. the, the last one I want to finish on, which is completely random and nothing related to what we were talking about, magic wand, time machine, whatever, where mm. would you be, what are you driving, and what are you listening to? Ooh, okay, it depends. Can I, can I come back in the time Any machine? Anywhere, anywhere doing anything. Well, I, I think I'd have Any to go time. back in time. I'd, I'd want to go see a dinosaur. I'm being honest. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's... No, no, no human has seen a dinosaur. I want so okay. So the the vehicle I'm, I'm driving is probably some kind of like stupid armored vehicle, which is impenetrable to like a T Rex. It can't be crushed, <laughs> right? So that's what with, with but with a window, so I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can see out of it. Yeah, and what am I going to listening to? Uh, probably a bit, maybe a bit of ACDC. That would seem appropriate. Highway to Hell. If I'm fucking brilliant, wouldn't it? Story. Uh, yeah. You might have just sold it. You might have just actually done a little synopsis for a film. <laughs> yeah, that could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any Hollywood producers accidentally listening, we've got the next next Jurassic Park for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just want to see what they look like. I'd be like, do they yeah. have feathers? You know, like, huh? So that's what it looks like. No, no humans ever actually seen that. <clears throat> no, no, that's that's absolutely true. Do you know what I mean? It's everything we think we know about dinosaurs. We don't know. We actually don't. It, it's oh. just best guess and. Um, and I was, and I was a, and full disclosure, I was like a dinosaur nerd as a kid, as a kid growing yeah. up. So, oh, yeah. Cool. That, that's been brilliant. I, I really do appreciate your time. And where are the best websites for people to check you out? Your, well, the easy, uh, you can go to sterlingcooper.com. Sterling spelled S-T-I-R-L-I-N-G. Uh, and then there you'll, you'll have the links to my YouTube channel, my Twitter channel, my Instagram, my, and all my products and things. Uh, if you want to check out my Instagram, it's at Cooper Sterling, the other way around, because yep. some dickhead took it the right way around. Yeah. Uh, and then my Twitter account is Sterling at Sterling Cooper X. And you can see my, my, my ramblings and my yep. thoughts, things there. But my YouTube channel is probably where most people, if you want to get an introduction to what I teach, and I give out a ton of free advice. My YouTube you do channel give out a lot of free advice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, just if you go to YouTube, just type in Sterling Cooper, I'll pop up. And uh, yeah, you can. You, you, any, any, basically any problem you have in the bedroom or anything you're curious about in the bedroom, I basically covered it. So you can uh, start scrolling through some of my videos there. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much, David. No, you, no, no, I genuinely appreciate your time. If you enjoyed that and you would like to find Sterling online, please check in the description. All the links to everything he talked about will be there. As always, thank you very much for listening and all of your support. It's appreciated.